Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mike Claiborne joins us every Tuesday. It's great to have Claibs with us on 101 ESPN. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, interesting week for sure, but I'm doing well. And, Mike, an interesting week in large part because one of your great friends and a person who you were very close to, Mike Shannon, passed away on Sunday. And I know you have great memories of Mike. And I mentioned yesterday, if ever there was a guy to celebrate the life of, it was Mike Shannon, right? Uh, there's no doubt. Um you know, I, I've I've already cried enough where I'm I was nearly dehydrated at one point. But you know what? I, I had dinner with one of my one of my closest friends, Fast Eddie. Just he and I sat there and we were telling stories and laughing to the point <laughs> where we decided this is how we're gonna roll. We are going to celebrate him. Uh, we, there's too many good things about Mike Shannon and his life um, to carry to sit here and and mourn his loss. And I, I guess for me. The last time I saw him was the last day of the homestand. It was his first game at the ballpark this year. And I've got a picture with him, myself, um, Chip Carey, Brad Thompson, and Ricky Horton, and we, all the broadcasters. We just decided to go see him. And I will carry that picture for the rest of my life because it was the last. And he was taught, as they took the picture, he was saying something to me. And it was just, it was just typical Mike. So, uh, I'm 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 in a good I'm in a good space right now. Claves, I've learned a lot about uh, Mike Shannon the last couple of days. What are some of the funny stories, uh, some of the Shannonisms that he's <laughs> he's had over the years that you could share with us? All right, so one of my favorites. So this is a few years ago, and we're, we're going to Houston, and he and I are going to do the game together. And so he calls me. He says, "All right, big boy, what time do you want to go to the park?" I said, "Well, I'm going to take the first bus." He said, "Ah, you don't have to wait that long. I wait, go that early. I got a car." We can drive over the ballpark. And I was like, okay. So this is when push-button ignitions had just come out. He had rented a car, and he had a push-button ignition. So it's like, <laughs> a hard, it's like Sahara Desert hot that day, right? So we, 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 we go out, and he turns the air conditioner down to like about 12 degrees. So, I'm, I mean, my nipples are like about to bust the windshield. It's so cold there, right? Excuse me, Brooke. But anyway, my point being this. We get to the uh, we get to the ballpark. We do the game. And so afterwards, Tony LaRusso says, hey, let's go to dinner. So, all right, let's go. So now as we come out to the parking lot, you know, the, the lot's empty because we were the last ones to leave. As the closer we got to the car, there was this big puddle of water. And I said, man, I didn't know it rained because, you know, it, it had the roof closed. And so we get to the car, and there's a, like a cake of ice on the windshield. <laughs> and I realized he never turned the car off. <laughs> oh, God. And so we get in the car, Is Jim Jackson's with me. He jumps in the back seat. He, his teeth are chattering. It's so cold, all right? 
So Mike says, all right, he says, can you believe this? And I'm like, okay, what, what follows that? He said, look at the, look at the gas gauge. This car didn't burn any gas at all. This car had been running for eight hours. It had been running for eight hours. And so now I'm saying to myself, okay, this is one of those stories where happens on the road stays on the road. It'll just be three of us who carry this story for the rest of our lives. So we go to dinner. It's Tony, his friends, Jay Randolph Sr. is there. It's about 12 of us. And we're sitting there shooting the breeze, and all of a sudden we come around to Mike, and Mike says, well, I got a story for you. And he tells this story again, and everybody just is like dead silence for like about three seconds. And Jay Randolph Jr. just starts shaking his head, and the room just erupted, including the waiters. The waiters <laughs> were sitting there. So that that's one of many great Mike Shannon stories. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've lived through, you know, I've known Mike since 1981. And he's one of the first people that welcomed me to the business. And, and you know how he is, Randy. You you were around him. I mean, if you were on his team, you were on his team. Yep, yep. But we had so much fun. And like I said to somebody yesterday, um, other than my parents, he's had the most impact on my life. And I don't think there's a person on this planet I've laughed with more than him. Uh, laughed with and at him mm-hmm. about so many different things that have gone on. And uh, he, he's the most selfless person I've ever been around. Uh, he always made sure that it was about you instead of him. He had no ego when it came to, you know, recognition to the point where he told me before he passed, he said, look, I don't want any big, big circus funeral. So there probably won't be one. Uh, that's just how he was. He just wants to go off and just do his thing. And I'm sure right now he and Gibson and Tory and, I mean, not Toy. We don't want to get rid of Joe. <laughs> uh, Dick Broke and, and all the other guys he's McCarver. with. McCarver. They're probably having the time of their lives. And you mentioned McCarver, Randy. One more quick story. So everybody's seen the picture of Bob Euchre with the tuba in 1964. And if you haven't, um, quick story. The, when the Cardinals were playing in the World Series in 64, there was a marching band that was going to play the national anthem. And they were on the field rehearsing. And they had to come off the field because batting practice was taking place. So Euchre decided he was going to pick up a tuba and was out in the outfield shagging balls, trying to catch balls with a tuba. <laughs> and, and there's this big, this great picture. So Mike and I are sitting in the booth one day. It's a Thursday afternoon. I'll never forget it. Milwaukee was in town. And Mike just out of the blue said, ah, I wish I could get me a tuba and have Euchre sign it. You remember that? Thing? And so he goes into this story. I said, yeah, I know a story about it. He said, I don't know where we can get a tuba from. I said, well, you know, there's a pawn shop down by the brewery. He gets on the phone, calls a pawn shop. Hey, you guys got a tuba? Yeah, as a matter of fact, we have to bring it to the ballpark. So the hardest part was trying to get the tuba through security. <laughs> so now we get, we get it up in the, in, the, in, the, in the booth, and he goes and tells Euchre and McCarver to come over to the booth. And they walk in, and there's Mike with this tuba, says, sign this, big boy. And the look on McCarver's face was – uh, and I'll send you guys the picture. The look on McCarver's face when Mike's got this tube in his hand and Euchre's just like spellbound. He doesn't know what to say. I mean, that's the thing. That's that's who he was. He was so spontaneous. He never brought a briefcase or notes to the ballpark. He read. He was a voracious reader, but he was and he was a detailed guy about spelling and punctuation. Mm-hmm. He would go through game notes and oh, we got to do. He put a comma here, or this or that or he would rewrite it. He, he was a very detailed person who was 
very unorganized when it came to other things. Hey, Claves, uh, I'm going to give you the choice of two things here. You, you can do either his buddy Jimmy or you can tell us a story about Big Julie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, so, all right, here, here, here's a great story about Big Julie. So Big Julie was, let's just put it this way, he was connected, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, so, name tells so one us. night... So one night, I mean, he, he basically controlled the trucking union in, in New York. So one night, he and my, Mike and Bob, they go to dinner. And so Mike and Bob are standing out waiting on the valet to bring the car around. And they can't find Big Julie. And so they're standing there, and, and the car comes out, and then Julie's nowhere to be found. And then all of a sudden, the door quietly opens. And he peeks around the corner and says, what are you doing? He said. Well, I just want to make sure the car started okay because he didn't, <laughs> he didn't, he didn't know if it was going somebody put a bomb under it or not. <laughs> that's the kind of guy he was. Uh, that's the kind of guy Big Julie was. And 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 once you got to meet him, the nicest man you'll ever meet. And I guess when you have that kind of juice, why not be a nice yeah, guy? Right, exactly. But, but I'll never forget that story. They were standing outside looking for Big Julie, and Big Julie just wanted to make sure the car started okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm glad that we didn't have to talk about this 2-8 and eight road trip. What's going on? Well, now? you know what? That, that's the great thing about Mike Shannon. He decided to check out of the hotel <laughs> knowing that he, if we had to talk about the Cardinals, that would not be something he'd like. So that's there why he go. decided to check out the hotel when he did. That's perfect. Hey, what's going on at Claves Online? Well, you have to read the commission's piece on uh, Mike Shannon. Now, I, I think the commission, Mike, have known each other since day one, uh, of the commission coming into the business. So you have to read that. Uh, Joe Roger and I are going to do our piece and tribute to Mike uh, probably tomorrow. And uh, you've got Rammer and Rocchio talking NBA in the, in the two-man game. Dr. Rick Lehman's got an incredible podcast coming up. I believe it drops on Thursday that you definitely want to listen to. So between all of that stuff, uh, and we may even get, have Everett Fitzhugh, uh, the voice of the Seattle Kraken, the first African-American to call Stanley Cup playoff hockey, uh, Everett Fitzhugh. We're going to visit with him later in the week as well as the Kraken have moved on. And I'm so happy for the Kraken because they eliminated Stan Kroenke's team. Thank you there very much. There we go. Yeah, let's go. Let's go, Suns. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I hear we got an anti-Sun guy in the room. Yeah. May it rain all over you, and it will. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, the the, the, uh, the Suns will will come back and, and blow out Denver because Denver has too many soft pieces on on the checkerboard. There you go. Claves, good to hear your voice. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate reminiscing, and we'll check everything out at ClavesOnline.com. And, and this time next week, we'll be talking about a Cardinal win streak. All right, I like to hear that. Yeah, right All after right, they played Detroit. Good. All right, gang. Good talking to you guys. <laughs> Thanks, Have a Clay. great week. Mike Claiborne with us. You too. Um, 101 ESPN.